With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. You think you and your Hall of Fame quarterback buddy like football? Well, John Gruden and Brett Favre don't just like football. They f- Love it. It's red left switch. Z right. Sprint right G. U corner. Half back flat. Yes. Nice and easy. Let's walk it. Here we go. Football. Football. Yeah. Football. Football. Oh, man. I could just listen to John Gruden say football things and Brett Favre say football things all day. Just just 24 hours. I think I'll take Favre first, right? Like Favre's my favorite. Because I love the drawl. I love the drawl and football. They just go hand in hand. You think you like football? Brett Favre doesn't just like football. He f- loves football. All right, here we go. They're going to jump right here. You know they're going to jump. Everybody hold your water. Green, right, <laughs> 98 handoff side on three. Ready? Balls, balls, balls. Balls, balls, balls. Balls. Green 18. Green 18. 10. Hey. Everybody hold your seltzers, hold your seltzers now, hold your seltzers, cans, 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 cans. <laughs> just great the way, oh, just the way he says it though, just the enunciation <laughs> is so strong. Well, welcome into Mackie and Judd here. We appreciate everyone who has helped us set a new Score North and Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily download record in the month of March, uh, that was uh, that's the I think that's the the biggest month we have had in the history of 1500 ESPN or Score North when it comes to listenership and consumption. So thank you guys for that, and uh, we know that there's a bunch of just things happening in and around the Twin Cities um, with oh my God, everything that's happening in Brooklyn Center and the Derek Chauvin trial, and so you guys come to us for an escape, and we appreciate that, and we'll try to uh, try to give you some entertainment today when people's minds might be. Might be elsewhere, but we woke up this morning, and I got to be honest, boys, I wake up every day just Uh crossing my fingers and hoping for either a Todd Father mock (laughs) or a Godfather mock, and Godfather mock delivery I want a mock! Mock! Mel Kuyper Jr.'s 4.0. Judd, do you get as excited as I do for when Mel Kuyper releases his new Do we continue to have trades? Because if we continue to have trades in 4.0, then the the answer is absolutely yes. But the trades, I think, because I know that Mel hates them. Mm -hmm. And like Mel, Mel now has been forced. I think he's been forced by 
management at ESPN to put his neck on the line here. <laughs> and so I absolutely love the fact that he is forced to do something he does not want to in his mocks now and the trades. The trades are my favorite part. Well, you guys can see the headline here on the screen that we share. So oh, NFL yeah. Mock Draft 2021, oh, yeah. longest headline ever here, by the way. Mel Kuyper's new two-round predictions for top 64 picks, including two trades, six quarterbacks, and needs filled. I feel like he had more than two trades in his last iteration. It's possible that Mel has been scared off a little bit here you by know, some of the activity that's happening. Can I ask a question first? If you if you were to write the headline that you just showed us, I get everything in trying to um, get people excited about 4.0 from Godfather Mock, except for a needs filled. Isn't that an understood portion of a mock draft? Like a draft? You're right. It's, it's a weird add on like. like needs are... Uh, what if you were to say, this is my mock draft, no needs were really filled. Everybody <laughs> just took redundant players. The Vikings drafted eight more defensive tackles. That's all they did. It is hilarious that he would have to, would have to add filled. needs filled. It's already the longest headline ever, and yes. it says, like, multiple trades and all the quarterbacks and teams fill needs. Like, yeah, te- <laughs> needs filled for every team would be the only thing that would be uh, that would probably be worse. Needs filled for every team in National Football League in this NFL mock draft. Anyway. Sorry. So, so here it is. I have I have not uh, dove into this yet. So we'll see. And we keep track. We do most of our mocks on Purple Daily. So if you want all of the Monday mocks and the midweek mocks, go check out Purple Daily if you aren't already. And so we keep track of all the players that get mocked to the Vikings. Elijah Vera Tucker and Christian Barmore have each been mocked five times to the Vikings in the mocks that we have consumed on these shows. Quiddy Pay Edge Rusher from Michigan three times. Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech twice, and then a bunch of other guys once. So Mel Kuyper, ready to rock here. He's still tinkering with his big board in position rankings, and his final update will come out just before the start of the draft. My, my pal Todd McShay just made a big update on his rankings as well. So they're already, they're already greasing the wheels for big changes. Things are changing, Phil. And so we'll start with pick number one here. Godfather Mock has Trevor Lawrence going to the Jaguars, Zach Wilson to the Jets, is there a chance the Jets could throw a curveball here? No. I think the Jets are locked in. Okay. This San next Francisco. one is the interesting one. See, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy, buy this. Yep. I think that that is um, Justin Fields. I do, too. I, I, Maybe Trey Lance. Jones was like, was like a second or third round guy two yeah. months ago. Yep. All right. He's got a projected trade here with... Miami moving back up, right? So they already traded back. They're moving back up to four, but not for a quarterback. He's got Miami moving up for Kyle Pitts, tight great, end, great move. Florida. <laughs> Declan's guy. Great move. Great move. <laughs> Declan's just going to be happy about that no matter what. I can't wait. I can't, a, I can't wait. What, are you going to start watching Dolphins games? I am. He's a stud. He's going to be a stud for you're two. A pat- so you're, wait, so right now. Yep. In Declan Goff's uh, football world, it goes. Mm-hmm. It's going to go Dolphins, Packers. Then, if you watch the Vikings, you watch the Vikings. Uh, you know, maybe wherever Drew Locke ends up next season. I don't know if it's in Denver. Maybe he ends up somewhere <laughs> else. Vikings maybe a like Jalen Hurts and like Kirky Boy in the Vikings, like five or six. Yeah, that's kind of where you really are. What is remind me? So, so I'm a millennial. Um, if you were born like later, what's the one after millennial? Gen Gen, Gen Z, Gen right? Gen Z, yeah. I feel like the like the the younger millennials and the Gen Zs. 
it feels like, and I'm going to say you guys, because I'm going to put Declan it. in yeah, this yeah, category. Yeah, You're yeah. like bigger fans of players than teams. Correct. And so you, you, oh, like, yeah. your loyalty, That's you'll just follow, them. oh, I'm a Chris Paul yep. fan. And so now I'm a Suns you know fan. What? <laughs> Throw away my Clippers stuff. Yeah. Like, Chip, Chip Scoggins' kids, exactly like that. He's got his his son, or I think the the um, 18-year-old son, uh, watches Ja Morant games. Yep. He doesn't watch. He doesn't what? care. Like, Ja yeah. Morant could be Seeking traded. Memphis fan. But he's not. Because, like. The, the Scoggins family straight up pays for league pass yes. so his son can watch Ja Morant. Yeah. He doesn't pay to watch Memphis. He doesn't. The kid doesn't care. If Ja Morant gets traded to the Clippers tomorrow, he's a Clipper fan. I just find that super weird. Like, I, I appreciate And that's probably players, Declan, too. It's 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 like it's like when people just pick a European soccer team, like our buddy Chris Long, and I'm going to yeah. rag on him well, for this forever. Like I'm just a Tottenham fan. What do you mean? That's almost you all. Just of got, them. You just got drunk at Brits and decided you're a Tottenham yeah. fan. But, like it doesn't yeah, make any sense. But that's like different because that that's I think wanting to be part of a club, right? Like this is I just like a player, and I don't care where that guy plays. <laughs> I guess it's a right, very odd <laughs> odd thing to me to an old guy like me. All right, Bengals taking Panay Sewell, offensive wow. tackle from Oregon. Atlanta Falcons getting still getting trading back and still getting a quarterback here. Trey Lance, interesting to take over for Matt Ryan. Don't hate it. I feel like I mean, for God's sake, Matt that. Ryan's cap hits like forty five million next year. Yep. They got to draft a quarterback. They're in position. Yes, they're not going to. They're not going to be guaranteed a position like this and to draft a quarterback in a long time. A, a so. new offensive coach too. So like, it it makes sense that the new coach would come in and say. Matt can play for us in 2021, right? But I'd like my own guy starting in 2022. Lions taking what's probably going to be, unfortunately, for Jamar Chase. Uh, it seems like every wide receiver they take in the first round, except for Calvin Johnson, turns out to be a bust. But here we are. Uh, Jamar Chase. I might be wrong on that. Was Galladay a first-round pick? I, I think he was. I think he I'd was. have to look. Right, maybe, maybe I'm just looking could at Could be bad news for the Vikings, Phil. Ago. It could be bad news for the Vikings if Jamar Chase goes to the NFC North. Devontae Smith, Here's the wide run. receiver run here yep. to the Panthers at eight. Sam Darnold's guy. Micah now. Parsons, linebacker, Penn State, going to the Broncos. So they'd be, they'd be sticking with their quarterback situation. Then we have a projected trade. Mel Kuyper, projected uh, trade here. New England trades up with Dallas to get Justin Fields with the yeah. number 10 overall pick. Okay, stop right there. <laughs> Honest to God, I'm going to go crazy. My head is going to pop off. This is Tua last year. Do you guys really believe that Justin Fields is going to get this low? Like, it's purposely um, being planted. I, I think it's a lot of smokescreen. I think Justin Fields goes higher than 10. But I know that every year guys fall that you expect it to be in the top five. And so someone sure. someone's going to fall. I don't feel like quarterbacks, like, I feel like this was the Tua exercise a year ago almost exactly. The same exact thing. Is he going to get to 11? Is he going to get to... And I'm like, no, he's going to go probably top five. And he did. I, I just don't... This... Phil, I'm with you on on a lot of players that still, uh, to this day, um, something happens or they tumble in the draft. I'm with you completely, except for quarterbacks. Like, I think so much BS. This the, Teams are trying so hard to poison the well on fields that it works with the quote-unquote draft experts? If he gets to 10, I will be amazed. Yeah, we actually have exclusive audio from Steve Belichick. His thoughts on this massive trade projection by Mel Kuyper. Okay. 
Steve? Steve. Uh, Steve. Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about how it correlates. It's just trying to do my thing, and I think that that's what's best. So that's what we're trying to do. Steve, Phil asked you about the chores. Do you have a memory of your first football chore or one of your first football chores that he asked you to do? Yeah, I got a couple memories of those. Really, really exciting there. So he many memories. So, yeah. he saw, he's such a dead ringer for the old man. <laughs> so many memories. He also has a mullet, too. It's like yeah. You can't tell if it's – you can't tell with Steve Belichick. Is it an ironic mullet or is it like he just thinks that that's the hairstyle of 2021? I don't know. But with the 11th overall pick, the Giants take Jalen Waddle from Alabama, so all three top receivers off the board. Patrick Sertan, cornerback to the Eagles. Chargers taking Rashawn oh, Slater. Ouch. And so that means the Vikings, with the 14th okay, pick, are left good. with Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle from Virginia. I want a mock! Mock! All right, and the write-up here is, that's four mock drafts for the 2021 class for me and four offensive linemen to Minnesota in the first round. It's a glaring hole on this roster. Derrissaw was outstanding at left tackle for the Hokies last season. Our stats and info team tracked him at 264 total pass block plays. And he allowed just three pressures and one sack. Put him at left tackle on day one for the Vikings. Your thoughts? Uh, hold on a second. Can you continue to scroll down? Am I going crazy, or did I not see Panay Panay Sewell? No, he went, he went five. No, he went five. Oh, five. five. He went okay. Five. Yeah. I'll scroll down here just so you can see J.C. Horn, Caleb Farley. So a run on cornerbacks here in the teens. Elijah Vera Tucker to the Raiders. Okay. Quiddy Pay to the Dolphins. You know what? If if Quiddy Pay's there and they take Darisal. Congratulations. I'm all for it because I know that Zim has been in Spielman's ear saying, oh, man, Quiddy Pay's there. Take Quiddy Pay. You got to take Quiddy Pay. And Zim said, no, we are going to take protection for our quarterback. So if, if Darisau is the pick, I applaud Rick Spielman and the Vikings for doing the right thing. Yeah, and obviously, like, it can't be a bust. If it's a bust, then it doesn't matter, but... You know, I, the the fear of some of these guys being bust, you just have to get over that mentally in some cases. Like, yeah, there's a chance that these guys could be bust. Matt Khalil turned out to be a bust. Christian Ponder was a bust. Yep. Um, the Vikings have had a few of those busts in the first round. They've had mostly starting caliber players. You went over it a few, it was like last week, I think, on the show on Purple Daily. Yep. That they've actually, not whiffed, but like they've, they haven't found as many star players in the first round in the Mike Zimmer era as you would hope. But they've kind of made up for it with Daniil Hunter over here and Stefan Diggs over here in the yeah. fifth round, right? Yeah. So, let's, so that I, I've thought about this though. I think that my I think that my threshold is this one, Phil. If it's a position like wide receiver, center, Bradbury is the poster child for if you missed, you got problems. If you miss on a quarterback, a left tackle. Like, those positions, to me, I, I would probably throw the fishing line out more and be like, it's, you know what? There's a chance it's going to work here. And if it does, the payoff is potentially huge. I'm much more disturbed ab- about when you take a position of need that I see as a position that can be filled elsewhere, probably. And that is a miss, right? But, like, if you're going to go QB, because you've got to find one, and if you, you do, that's at least first round, potentially five years of team control on a great contract, right? Left tackle, premium position. I'm much more of the mindset that if you take a shot at that and it doesn't work 
okay, that's still a decent shot, especially if the player is a uh, top prospect. If it's a center, though, that's what bothers me. Like the Bradbury pick was such a reach for a position of need, but it could have been filled elsewhere. And at least that's what I think. Mm-hmm. No, I think you know when if if you just start to zoom out and get get away from your big board and everything, like you have a chance to whiff on anyone that you draft, right? So the Vikings sitting there at fourteen. Let's say they think they need an edge rusher more for this year's team because they feel like they can sort of patchwork the offensive line and and uh, move Brian O'Neill to left tackle or whatever, and they could go sign a cheaper right tackle or something. They could patchwork it, right? Well, they could they could whiff on Quiddy Pay, like you you could yes. you could whiff on any of these guys. And so I think if if you're staring at a left tackle for the future, a guy that could be if you think Christian Derrissaw or you think. Rashawn Slater could be your starting left tackle above average to maybe even Pro Bowl caliber for the next eight to ten years. You have to draft that player, I think, regardless of, well, we feel like, I mean, by the way, that's a huge need for this year, too. So it's like it's in that sweet spot of it's a super critical position for you long term, and it's one of your biggest needs for this year. But Mike Zimmer clearly, when he gets into these arm wrestling matches with Rick Spielman, and it's defense or offense. I mean, he obviously won the arm wrestling match for how they're going to allocate their free agent money. So yeah. who's to say that he doesn't? But win he's won the same arm wrestling. Match? You won, you won, dude. Let's help the offense now. Like I mean, that has to be part of, of the uh, conversation, right? You won already. Like the Vikings have not signed an outside offensive player. They've traded but I don't, one. I don't. But you think he won. I think he still looks at his defense oh, and no. says, man, we no, need another pass rusher or this thing is going to fall apart. No, you are correct. What you're saying is right. What I'm saying would be my counter to that. Oh, no, no, no. He he won and he still wants to win more. He's trying to 10-run you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so the, the tally to this point, Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive lineman from USC, and Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman from Alabama, have both been mocked in our mocks to the Vikings five times each. Christian Derrissaw, now three times. Quiddy Pay, edge rusher from Michigan, three times. And then you just have a hodgepodge of guys who've been mocked once. Jamar Chase, um, JOK, the linebacker from Notre Dame, Jalen Phillips, Jalen Waddell. Uh, Mac Mac Jones was mocked at one point to the Vikings. Okay, we 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 spent some time a few weeks ago talking about the idea of let's say let's say the draft plays out and for whatever reason there's just a run on quarterbacks and let's say those three tackles come off the board. The uh, so Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, and Christian Derrissaw, and all the quarterbacks come off the board in the first ten picks or whatever, first twelve picks. Sure. And the run on receivers doesn't start until a little bit later. Maybe. Maybe the Lions take one of the three big receivers and then two of them fall into the teens. Do you think there's any chance, if the draft plays out that way, that the Vikings would say, screw it, let's let's go three deep again? Let's say, all right, wow, Jamar Chase is falling, let's do it. Let's just do it. Pull the trigger. Do I think that they should consider it? Yes, absolutely. Do I think that they would do it? No. I think at that point in time, uh, much like we talked about, I think, on yesterday's Purple Daily, I think at that point they trade back. I, I think they find a team that wants one of those guys, and they trade back. Because I really do believe that in Spielman's world, getting that second-round pick back is going to be huge. And I think if you trade back in the first round and allow a team to come up and get a guy that they want, they 
probably would at least consider some type of deal that would get you a second-round pick. So, no, I think if a quarterback falls, I think, or if a receiver falls, as much as I believe that you should stop and possibly take that player, my, my guess is that's where the Vikings say, oh, yeah, you you want this guy? Then give us your second-round pick. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. I mean, some of it's, the, yeah, if the, if the Vikings operated a different offensive system that was, like, they, they had, like, the fifth-fewest pass attempts in the NFL last year, so they're going to look at it and say, well, we already have Thielen, and we just need someone that can be somewhat reliable as a third receiver on third down once in a while, someone who can catch, like, 15 passes, where other teams might look schematically and say, man, if we can get a third ridiculous receiver that's unguardable, and and now we're going to throw the ball, you know, a hundred more times than we did last year. But I don't think Zimmer looks at it that. I don't think he's looking for reasons to throw the ball more, which is which is kind of a shame. Which <laughs> is really against where the league is now. Yeah, like that that uh, that would be like saying, I could read the paper online, but I get it delivered to my doorstep, and that's just good enough for me. That's what that is. Do you still get the paper delivered to your doorstep? Uh, no. You have to. You do definitely. Oh, you don't? No, I don't I'm anymore. I'm shocked. No, uh, you know You're what? You're online only. I'm online. Well, and I will pick it up at times, but a subscription for a, a year is not cheap. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, it's not cheap at all. But if you, but, you know, I get that strategy or that philosophy in life. I totally do. But it's, but it would be like, Mike, it's 2000. 21 the news gets updated all day long you can go read it online it's really simple and you'd be like no i get it delivered to my doorstep it's like dalvin cook they hand me the paper and i run (laughs) to my recliner is that how he does it he just waits in the morning for the paper put it put put it in my bread basket put it it in the vice right here put it right there yeah no exactly right uh, this this mock draft of godfather mock on mackie and jeb was powered by federated insurance all you business owners out there, and, and I have been one myself in uh, in a previous life. I know what goes into it. You love it one day. You're grinding the next day. You're solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. And remember, at Federated it's our business to protect your football. And boys, looks like we have a guest on uh, the line here, Randy in Cottage Grove. What's going on, Randy? Uh, great. How are you? We're doing well. I mean, we're what are we, two weeks away from, from uh, the NFL draft? I mean, you came on the show a couple weeks ago, and you refused to give us the 14th overall pick. We're wondering well, if maybe you've, you've, if you've... I refuse to give. I, I refuse to give it to uh, other GMs. Yeah, but by doing were that, they, you, you the, didn't give it to us as well. Were well, they you, asking? You, you, you're you're a smart guy, Jeff. You can connect the dots. Um, so, now let's yeah. leave it at that. Will you see my full mock? You you might see some surprises. I mean, are we giving? That's your why full we want to see it. Everybody... Can we hear it? Not 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 right now. I'm still. I've been busy. I I'm. I have other things in my life than mocking, if you can believe it. Actually, you know, that's I'm glad you brought yeah. that up because I do, uh, and I believe Judd and Declan also follow you on Twitter at Vikes 69 Vikes 69 Nice. 
and we're we're happy to see that you have been vaccinated and that, that you're I safe. Got, I, I, got, I got the last one uh, this morning. He, so he, great. He told me off the line he got his third shot. Though that's the controversy. Well, that's kind of what I was going to ask about. I mean, it's the fifth shot, it's the yeah. fifth time I got a, I got jabbed, as they say. But uh, <laughs> I got, I, I wanted to go double, double, triple coverage. Get all three, absolutely. You're three D. I mean, I'm not sure that's what you're supposed to do. In fact, I think they're advising that you're <laughs> only supposed to get one. No. And as of this morning, you're not supposed to get the Johnson and Johnson one, which Judd got on Friday, yep. by the way, and he might keel over it. Anyway. I am a time bomb. I got that one today. I, I, they, I got that early this morning. For they, for I guess if they're not doing it now, I got snuck in under the wire. So I, I'm glad. I mean, they, if they come out with a fourth one, I'll get that too. Because uh, you know, you, you, I'm 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 on the just a touch north of sixty. You know, so I'm you know still I'm an athletic guy, uh, but. Uh, I can move around, you know. I've got a pretty decent, pretty decent, uh, you know, pretty good swing still to play. Pretty good, pretty good uh, stroke bowling. But uh, you know, I, I I've got a gut. I'm not gonna lie. I got a I got a, a beer gut, you know. And so better to be safe, you know, than than uh, than sorry. And I, I I got them all. I just go with some different retailers and drove around some places. And uh, mm-hmm. old Randy's all, all in fact, all these vaccines are all great. They're all studs. Did you get these from like reputable places, or did you drive around and tr- try and find like um, un- under the table vaccination places? Mm. Well, I got uh, I, I got the Moderno at uh, uh, Thrifty uh, Thrifty White. They were they were helpful, great, uh, lovely people there. Uh, that's the first one I got. Huh. I went to North Dakota for that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> funny story, I had to go back to to get the second one, and I goofed up and brought my my. Uh, uh, Pfizer card instead. So, uh, yeah, Pfizer. They, said, yeah, they so. said, well, this is uh, Pfizer. I said, that's my buddies. <laughs> they just gave me a separate card for the other Moderno, but, uh, uh it, they're good. I mean, you know, I, I, matter of fact, if, if, if you want, I could, uh, do a, a va- vaccination, a vaccine studs table. I mean, listen, I just, I, I feel like it's our obligation here. I don't want, anyone to get the wrong idea. I'm reading an article on nationalgeographic.com that says people should not take more than one vaccine. You're not supposed to take uh, who said that? a who, Pfizer who and Science. a Moderna and a Johnson and Johnson. You're just supposed to get one. So how you're not foaming at the mouth and keeled over right now, I don't know. Yeah, okay, uh, we just need to put that disclaimer on the show that whatever medical advice you're hearing from Randy and Cottage Grove is definitely not approved by any hey, sort of medical let, professional. Let me uh, let me ask you guys: You ever had a beer buzz? A uh, few times, a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Okay. What 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 happens when you have that second beer? Feels good. Get that get the buzz working. You did, know what 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 if you mix in a, 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 a shot? Did you drink while v- vaccinating, Randy? Uh, not while, not during, not inside the the, the oh. clinic, the pharmacy, but. Uh, yeah, I had bloodies before. When I have bloodies after, I mean, you can't. Uh, this is a good moment for for uh, for humans. You know, we we did it. Congratulations to us. Hmm. And uh, I I I'm gonna celebrate it. I took it. I took all. I took I took, I took all three. You okay. Yeah, you're right there. I the, and I got the last one today. So yeah, it's it's good. I guess it's good to. Oh, it's Randy, good to have a, you, excuse me. What? Are you good okay back a, there? Is everything good to have all three and the the Johnson one? Uh, the Johnson one today is. What, is what, are Randy, you, what's, are you, what's going on back there, brother? What are you doing? 
Johnson one today is what I had. The third Shut one. Up. That's not what I asked. <laughs> what are, are what are you they're doing right now? They're just they're all they're all studs and the 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 uh, they do. Okay, you know, hold on. It sounds like we only have a couple minutes left with Randy before something terrible happens. Let's fire up his music, Declan. He wanted to do a vaccine stud stable, so let's give let's give the man one last request. It doesn't here. sound good. This is Randy in Cottage Groves, not advised vaccine stud stable. Randy likes sixty nine. <laughs> All right, okay. This is a stud stable. <laughs> For the three vaccines that I got, number one, <laughs> the Maduro is an mRNA, as they call it. You got to wait four weeks. <laughs> but the second one, it's a stud. Oh. And the, the Pfizer. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, I figured that was going to happen. Do we got location on him? Uh, I don't know. That's uh, alarming. Very alarming. Did did he just did he just die live on our show? He, just, he said he got the Johnson Johnson. Oh, I know. And then he was feeling fine, and then he wasn't. Oh my god! He didn't even get through the stud table. Do you do you have his number, or does he just call us no, on just, like an unidentified just, I, number? I can't see it when he calls into the. He just line. he just calls the same studio line yeah. that he's been calling for like, years. I feel like we should check on him. Who can we? Send someone in? should monitor his Twitter account just to make sure. All right, Randy. I mean, let's be honest. That was a little. You might not be able to tell one way or the other based on his Twitter account whether he's no, okay. We told him based not, on previous that's, tweets. Uh, that's I think. I think getting all three vaccines was a bad idea, but I also think pre gaming them all was probably not a good idea. Okay, asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Are you not supposed to drink after you get the vaccine? I mean, you're not like necessarily supposed to go get bombed. You know, you're not you're not supposed to be getting bombed when you get it. Uh, what if you had three glasses of red wine? That's a lot of red. That's wine. That's a lot of red wine. Like within know. two hours of. Like I mean, it's been before it's or been, after. It's been a week, so it's like, been a week. Like like the bookends of them. I, I I don't know. I I would advise if you're just getting a vaccine to probably. But and that's coming from me. You he know, got. Like, he got all three, which you're not supposed to do, and it sounds like he pre-gamed before each one. So that's different than your experience of get, getting your shot and having three glasses of red wine. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if he's if he's. I haven't. Seen I don't know if he's in there. any shape to tweet, but it didn't sound oh my God. good. Mm. This Whew. would be a all right. Well, hell of a time for him to go. That's a transition during mm. the uh, mock draft season. Alrighty, so uh, today's talking <laughs> twins discussion, powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. If you're into riding, you know motorcycles, sport bikes, cruisers, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Uh, we should get, we should just get Judd a motorcycle helmet that mm-hmm. he can wear on the show. Oh yeah, I'd love that. Yep. Just, just a, I won't a ride safety, a cycle, a but, I, but I'd wear the helmet. And, and now that he's vaccinated, we can finally fulfill that sidecar request. I can be in that sidecar with Judd as he's rolling down three ninety four. I would, I would drive home. one of those with I'd a sidecar. I'd be in the sidecar. 
I'd be in the side. But I'd drive one of those because I feel there, there'd be stability there. Yeah. I don't know. Judd got the Johnson and Johnson, so he probably only has about 72 Told hours. Told you I'm a walking so time bomb. I got it last Friday. I felt <laughs> terrible on Saturday. Bomb. I felt a little bit of a hiccup in the leg a couple days ago. Not going to lie. I know I'm curious. Blood clock? Uh, order before 8 p.m. at DennisKirk.com, and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over $89. They truly are the best in the business. DennisKirk.com. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Com. Okay, so Josh Donaldson played in a simulated game over at CHS Field with his fellow, uh, well, not his fellow minor leaguers, but with the minor leaguers. And he's done some sprints and things that make the Twins feel good, and apparently he feels good about the hamstring and the calf. So the Twins have said he's probably going to be back before the end of the homestand. What is your uh, level of, I guess, uh, how, like how how good do you feel about him coming back and just jumping right back in the mix two weeks after he popped his hamstring with the second swing of the season? Yeah, I don't really feel good about this. I guess I feel um, a sense of trepidation. I think the Twins, being the Twins, are going to certainly bring him back slowly, which means that Arise will continue to play third base quite a bit probably. Uh, they, they might give Cruz a day off here coming up and have a Donaldson DH. Uh, all of that being said, and this this sounds this sucks to say because with what he's being paid and the expectations for the day he signed, I really believe that in some ways we should look at Donaldson until he has a lengthy stretch, and by lengthy I don't mean two weeks. I mean a lengthy stretch of health uh, as w- what he provides as almost a bonus in the sense that I don't think we should, like, expect it. Okay, it's fine now. Like, like we've just seen between the hamstring on opening day and the Cavs um, at various times last year, we've seen too much. So so I don't like saying this, um, and you certainly would expect more, but I really think that you have to, if he comes back and can produce even on a, you know, three times a week basis, I see that as a bonus because I just, at this point, can't count on him to uh, consistently stay on the field. And he, Phil, he still, you know, I mean, he still talked about how he changed his stride or how he ran, and that came back and caused hamstring problems. I just, I can't trust it. And I think if, if you do, it's foolish because what's to say that there is not another calf problem or hamstring problem right around the corner? Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a third running motion he can try. Is there? Is there another area? Can he put some this. pressure on the gl- on the glutes yeah. to take pressure off the hamstrings? Or do you, you run, run on your backwards? ass? Can you run backwards? Does you run on help? your. Yeah, my ass does all the work. I mean, Tiger Woods t- always talked about activating his glutes. So I, I like Declan's idea. If you if he runs, runs backwards, backwards would you then? <laughs> Actually, I think that would put more strain on your calves. If I think about it, yeah, you get like, up and do be... it just to. I could. Yeah. You know, I no, could. I think you're right, Dex. I think it would be. You know, I think what I'm, you just said's right. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Too that's too much. It's it's calves. It generated. It's all calves. It's the calves firing. Yeah. It's all calves. Don't do. What about that don't sideways? Job, that, that the, the karaoke thing. Uh, you know, like the sideways well, that, sort of. Then that's a groin. That that that, that you're, you're, that's Hold a. Hold on that, a second. Oh, no, Judd's gonna do a karaoke. I would love to see Judd. Oh my God, no way. Well, that's not a Judd, That's a tap dance. That that's not. Oh yeah, you could do that. Yeah, no tap dance on the bases. Like a Look ballerina. <laughs> well, if he just hit, listen, if he just hits bombs, he doesn't have to worry about this. He can take as long as he wants to go around the bases. So sure. I would say uh, if he's if he's back, I don't want him taking playing time from Luis Arise. So if you have to move Arise. Luis back to the outfield, but I would look at potentially 
I don't think they're going to do this, but Miguel Sano has become just so like half dimensional where, and by half dimensional, I mean the only thing he brings is power and it's only there sometimes. <laughs> so, so if, if I'm going to take at bats away from certain players, I'm looking at Miguel Sano and Jake Cave before I'm looking at Luis Arise. If there's a way you can keep Arise and Donaldson in the lineup at the same time, and maybe that means moving Donaldson to first base a little bit so he doesn't have to range as much and worry about popping a leg muscle. I'm just saying I think they should look to be a little more open-minded now compared to maybe where they were a month ago based on Miguel Sano and based on Donaldson you know, injuring a different part of his leg. Yeah, now the thing was, I assumed that he had played first base more in his career until I was writing the piece on Snow on Sunday, and I looked it up, and he hasn't played much first base. Um, and I think he would balk at that probably. Now, I don't know that I, if I'm Baldelli, I would care about that. But I do think that there is a way to create a lineup that that Snow can still play at times, but could put a rise in left. And, and as I said, when Kirloff comes up, and by the way, he can come up, I believe, after Friday, and he doesn't get the year of service time accrued, Kirloff can play first base, too. So, like, there's a way to make this work for sure. And I, there is no—now, they're not going to keep Kirloff down until the Saints start just to make this look good, right? Like, they they need to well, bring him I, up on Saturday, don't they? I don't think they're going to. Like, so he, here's the problem. Yeah. The the Mariners' old CEO came out and basically went public against against his knowledge, which is ridiculous. Like, dude, you're on a Zoom call with, you know. <laughs> it was like a rotary whatever. club, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. But he basically said, hey, yeah, we're he unveiled the the entire scheme, right, which is, oh, we, are those, we just hold those guys down for a couple of weeks. We get the extra year of service time. You know how it works, right? right? So I just think teams have to be a lot more careful if they want to avoid grievances this year. Not to mention, Alex Kirloff hasn't played in a minor league game yet. So if your whole logic is we're going we're gonna to cut this guy from Major League Camp because he has to work on some things. He wasn't good enough in Major League Camp. He has to work on some things to be worthy of coming up to the big league squad. How shady would it look if the That's day what after the deadline passes and he hasn't played a minor okay. league game yet, you're like, oh, now he's ready. Now, if there's an injury, then it's easy. Because then it's like, well, I mean, we just we need a body up here, right? So if it's an injury, it's it's an easy decision. Well, you know but who doesn't look good? If not, I think they wait if there's no injury. Sano looks like he might be hurt. I wonder if this is because he's hurt. I wonder if they're going to need to put him on the DL on Friday. Can't mm. activate his boots. I I L I L. The reason why I would and and the system has been made a mockery of in the case of of this service time issue time and time again. The reason why, if I'm the Twins, I wouldn't care is very simple. And it's why I don't quite get why Kirilov didn't start here. I'm telling you, in the CBA that's going to cause a work stoppage next summer, which expires in December, this mm-hmm. rule is going away. Like, they're going to part of the agreement on the player side when this does get done. It's going to be to take this archaic, stupid rule and change it. So I'm not saying that, that that there won't be a service time rule, but it's not going to be this. Like, oh, if you're down for 16 days, you don't that who put that in? <laughs> so that rule is going away. And I don't know if there's going to be an attempt to grandfather guys like Kirilov in or they'll just fall into the new rule. But my point is, if I'm the twins, I'm trying to win games now. And this year is important. I think I would just say. Quietly, OK, he's caught he's called up but you could have a case to IL 
Miguel, possibly. I mean, he's you looked terrible. Something do. might be wrong. I'm worried. I think uh, I think you're onto something. Something maybe something physically wrong with uh, Miguel. It would make more sense that way. But just on the on the service time thing. So the way it works is if you get, I think this is how it works. If you get drafted out of high school, then the team has, I think it's five years before they have to put you on the forty man. And then and then once you're on the forty man roster, then it becomes okay. Now you're now you're. Um, whatchamacallit, your option years start. So the clock sort of starts ticking on how many option years you have left. You get three option years. So it's they keep moving you along that way. They gotta put you on the 40 man after five or within five years. And then once you're on the 40 man, you get three years where you can be optioned up and down from the minor leagues. And then once you're in the major leagues, then your major league service time clock starts ticking. It's all very confusing. Wouldn't it be easier if you just said, all right, if you're an 18 year old kid out of high school and you get drafted so the two the two the two times you can get drafted are out of high school and then your junior year or senior year of college. So if you're if you're an 18-year-old or a 21-year-old, there'd be two different classifications. If you're an 18-year-old and you get drafted, maybe you you're, the team gets eight years of control over you, just wherever you are. It doesn't matter if you're in the low level of the minors, high level, or if you're in the major leagues for all eight years. You just The team gets you for eight years, and then you can figure out a salary structure. And then if you're drafted out of college, it's like six years because you're closer to the major leagues, right? Sure. And forget and and then it's like there's no punishment for a team calling Kirloff up right out of spring training. You just all right, whatever. It doesn't matter either way. We'll just call him up if he's ready. If he's not, then he'll stay down in the minor leagues instead of doing this whole dance where right. all right, let's keep him down for three or four weeks and just make sure like it's so stupid and confusing and I think it helps ruin the game for young fans too, not really understanding the system. And who, so, who oh, that's all came up it. with this? Like sixteen days in April. That's what I mean. Like it, it lends itself to stupidity and an obvious collusion, right? Like it's so obvious. So like, just change it. It just makes no yeah. sense. It's, uh, I mean, what it is, it's not, it's not like the day it's, it's, there's like 182 days of the regular season or something. And you need 170 days or something to have a full year of service time. And so that's the game that these teams. But play. I think you're it's absurd. So, so I do think that, despite the fact it's a bit of a conspiracy theory on our part, I do think there's something to be said that if Miguel Sano continues to look this bad, you go to him on Friday and say, "Dude, we got to do something here. Um, you strain something. We don't care what, but you're going on the ten day, and we no, but you need to work. And and Kirloff will come up to replace you for now." Because that would at least get him off the field with a quote-unquote excuse, right? And he could do so. I mean, something's up. You can't be this bad. I mean, it's only been a week, so I, you can't go crazy overreacting to one week. But to, to our point yesterday, it's not. It's, it hasn't just been a week. Right. It's been a couple years. No, but I'm saying um, if, if it continues now, right? Like so, so now we're up to two weeks, and now, and I mean, you look just absolutely feeble. That might be that might be a good plan to get Kirloff up and to actually help Sano behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, Dex in a second has some clips on the wild standing pat at the trade down, uh, deadline yesterday. A quick shout out. So uh, if you want, if you're a big golf nerd, Masters recap episode of the all new Ten Thousand Swings podcast here, part of the Score North Network. I joined Brad and David for uh, just a fun Masters recap, which you can find. In audio form, scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, 10,000 Swings. You can also find it on our YouTube channel, Score North MN YouTube channel from yesterday. So 
If you're a golf nerd, check it out. We did a, a full dive, almost an hour-long dive into the ma- the, the master ma- on CBS. Masters on CBS. CBS. All right. Wild stood pat at the deadline yesterday. Let's hear from the team. We're just not in a position right now to 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 be, you know, uh, just using the the assets that we have for for rentals. Our, I think our day will come, um, but with with how well our teams performed, um, the, the chemistry that we have on our team, I didn't, I don't feel the need for it um, today. And you know what? Uh, our, like I said, our time will come where we do that, but today just wasn't the day. All right, your your guys' thoughts. They're sitting here in an interesting spot for the playoffs, and that they're uh, they're overachieving, but maybe adding a piece would put them into a higher level of contention. Um, did they make the right move? Did Billy Guerin make the right move? Doing essentially nothing at the trade deadline. Absolutely, I love this. I love this because he knows that they're not there yet, and he really does have. And as I said, morning Judd today. I use this phrase lightly because the 76ers ruined it, but he really does have a process here, okay? And it includes on and off the ice. It includes rebuilding a locker room, which I think was in complete shambles at one time. And and he's brought in Ian Cole, who is good on the ice, but far more effective probably off it. Nick Benino, bottom six guy, but what does he do? Brings stability. If you bring in a rental, it's twofold. One is how much on the ice is that guy going to help you immediately because it's clearly to make a run. And two, what's he going to mean in that room with, and I think we talked about this briefly on yesterday's show with Kaprizov, with Fiala, the entire list of players. I could go down the list, but I won't. I think that Bill Guerin knows exactly what he's doing here. And this team's not ready to pop yet, and that's fine. There's no problem there because we now can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel to what he is trying to do here. And the price tag on guys at times was probably too high. But overall, bringing in players for the sake of bringing in players for this group. Look, Bill Guerin watched this team on Friday, and he saw them give up nine goals. And, yeah, that's a bad night, and we can all say some teams have bad nights. But it's also where the Wild's at sort of as far as the learning curve of things and the develop. I mean, I didn't look at that nine-goal game and say, what a bunch of pigs. I did look at at it and say that's very disappointing. Um, And it's another reason why this team is just not really set to completely pop yet. But that's fine. They're on the right track now. So, Dex, I'm not sure about you, but mm-hmm. I thought that this was absolutely the right thing, and I did not want him to mortgage anything that we thought or he thought was valuable for the future. I get not mortgaging um, first-round picks. The Wild have two of them. They're going to be close together, most likely, because the Penguins are probably also going to be in the playoffs. So you're going to have two first-round picks, most likely between, I want to call it anywhere between 18 and 25, probably is a safe assumption. Uh Nick Foligno went for it for a first round pick. I wouldn't give up a first round pick for someone who's 32 and is going to be a UFA. But then when I see someone like Sam Bennett, who is disgruntled in Calgary and is a young center who is entering restricted free agency and he only goes for a second round pick and a mid tier prospect to Florida, that's a trade you can make. Because if you have two first round picks at your disposal, you have Marco Rossi knocking on the door, Matthew Boldy's knocking on the door. Basically, you have a core of prospect players who is who are ready. Like they're basically ready to compete for NHL spots starting next season. So you have assets to do something. I think a bigger trade probably comes this summer. But when I see someone like Sam Bennett go for a second round pick, I think that's a trade the Wow can make. T- 
Taylor Hall going for a second round pick, and now he there's there's a there's a lot of garbage not garbage but baggage I think is a better term to att- to attribute with Taylor Hall where he's a former MVP former first overall pick he had a full no trade clause so he kind of got to dictate where he wants to go and it sounds like with Boston getting him he's open to the idea of being extended and and finding a long term deal in Boston but if Taylor Hall a former second round or former number one overall pick and MVP is going for a second rounder. And this is classic Buffalo Sabres, by the way. This is why I think you can fleece them for someone like Jack Eichel because they are the most incompetent NHL organization over the last 10 or 15 years. You can figure out a trade like that. I would have totally taken a flyer on Taylor Hall as a second round pick. I would have totally done that. That, but that's so, how so, so, so now that they're not going to make a move for this year, and, and as we look, I don't know, I don't think they've set the exact offseason schedule yet, but let's say, you know, July, whenever free agency rolls around again, are they more likely to address center via trade or via free agent signing in your guys' minds? Probably via trade. Yeah. And so they, and they, they've also got uh, contracts upcoming with, with Kaprizov has to get a contract. Now they'll probably try to give him a long-term contract, and he doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of rights right now. Uh, but he also is a guy that is so good you definitely don't don't want to try and fleece him or screw him. So he's going to have to get paid. Fiala is also restricted. The point being is they have decisions internally about guys who are going to want pretty substantial contracts and guys that I guess more importantly you want to lock up long-term, Phil. So. It's not that guys can walk, but there's definitely going to have to be some decisions made on contracts. Um, they're going to ha- have to make a decision, expansion draft, who to protect and who they're going to lose to uh, the Kraken, which is probably going to be one pretty good player. I think as far as the center position goes, I could see a trade, possibly a Dumba again or somebody like that for a center. Rossi will be counted on to come up. Um, but I mean, to Dex point, the Taylor Hall type of trade, I think, is is a trade that you make when you're in the window of saying we're good enough to win right now and possibly make a cup run. And I just don't think that they're there. So I think that if they made the call on a guy like Hall or Bennett, that's great. That's fine. But I could very much see the, um, the option right now, at least, of saying it's just not time to make that trade. That does not mean in a year or two it won't be because it will. But you can't, I don't feel like every year can be, uh, let's make that move now, especially when you're trying to build something. And I'll go back to what I said, which I think is important in sports and especially in hockey. I think the most important thing that the Wild is doing right now is stabilizing and creating a culture that didn't exist. And if you bring in the wrong person, that can throw that entire dynamic off and it's important not to do that. By the way, I've got a full list here on SI.com from like two months ago of the top 30 unrestricted free agents. Yeah. Um, not shocking. There's not many centers on this list because there's just not as many. Uh, there's not as many available good centers as there would be wingers and defensemen. But God, it's a lot of like it's it's guys that five years ago you would have been like, yes, it's <laughs> Ryan Getzlaff, who's 36 now. Yeah, he's it's Paul Stastny, who's 35 now. Right. It's. Um, there's not there's not a lot in the free agency pool that would really change the franchise. It'd be a trade, for 2022. I think. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Nugent Hopkins is the is the is the top one, and I would bet he probably even is more likely to go back to Edmonton than he is hitting the open market. That is someone I would though be able to that would I would like to throw the farm at for for a lot of reasons. Um, 
But Fiala is also restricted free agent. You have to remember that. Like Fiala is going to get paid too, and I don't think it's going to be a bridge deal. I think they're going to lock him up. He's an RFA, so you control his rights. And Kaprizov, they'll try. Yep. So I think they'll lock up Fiala. They'll lock up Kaprizov, and then you're going to have to figure out with limited assets what can you do from there. Because guys like Bukestad and Benino and all these UFAs they brought in, I think only one of them probably comes back. I, I would be shocked if the majority of them come back. And then you have to basically play the chess game with your salary cap of of what player fits that mold. But I, I just hope they wouldn't do what they classically do, which is sign a 32-year-old center to a five-year deal. Instead, trade oh, for someone. This guy won't do that. God, trade no, for someone Garen's between not 25 an and 28. He's Gar- not an idiot. Garen's not going to do that. There is no way. I'll, I'll guarantee it right now. He is not going to make the classic, we're bringing Vanek home move. It's not happening. No. Man, so many, so many 35, 36 year old dudes just writing out those contracts a few years ago. They're just really happy though, because they uh, can, you can retire on the job. You guys can find Judd's hockey show uh, multiple days a week now on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed, and also on the Score North YouTube channel. With uh, if you want your Kirill Kippersoff, uh, what did I say? Kippersoff. Kipper, you said Kipper, that's Mika Kipp. You're probably, you have a ghost Sorry. of uh, I'm, I'm, Calgary I'm, Flames I'm, past there in your head. I know. Sorry. Uh, if if you want your dollar dollar bill Kirill you uh, fix, you can find it all over the Mackie and Judd podcast feed and uh, Judd's hockey show. In, in your defense, um, though, Kippersoff did own the Minnesota Wild. He was like, he, I, I had Mickey Kippersoff on a on a fantasy hockey there team for like three years, which the was hockey whisperer. He and Jerome Aginla. Aginla yeah. used to kill the Wild and the Saddle Dome in general. Oh God, also was a blast. Yeah, I also had uh, you fantasy I hockey. This. I played. Fan- I won two fantasy hockey leagues. Like. I don't know, 12 years ago. Wow. What was wrong with you? Why were you playing fantasy hockey? And then, sorry, I saw another goalie name pop up here on this list that I was, um, the that I also rode to a championship. Yeah, let me fight it here. You guys will you guys will know the names. Uh, Tuka Rask led me to a championship okay. like oh, yeah. 10 years ago yeah. in fantasy what about, hockey. What about Thomas Volkun? Does that, does that name ring a bell at all? Thomas Volkun? It does. I never had him on a fantasy <laughs> team. Tuka Rask, man. We, we could do, we could do like we used to do with uh, Rami names that hockey player, right? To spell out crazy, crazy hockey player names. He, had to pronounce. he actually did very well. He was, yeah. he was pretty damn good at it. Uh, all right. That's a wrap on Mackie and Judd today. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, and thank you guys for uh, giving us five-star ratings and positive reviews on Apple Podcasts. It helps spread the word about the show. And don't forget, Daily Vikings Conversations on Purple Daily. See you. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.